What's up, guys? This is Andre and Chase with episode five of the Jiu-Jitsu Junction podcast. And today we're going to be talking about a pretty common question that a lot of beginners and white belts ask when they're feeling technique overwhelm. How do I remember all of these techniques? And it's, it's kind of a challenge, right? Because sometimes we only see these techniques that we're learning for a week at a time and when we are just beginning, it can be pretty tough to find actual reps for these techniques, especially in a, in a week. Especially, imagine being a hobbyist, right? And you've got one week where you're learning this move, and this is your first week. Are you going to hit that <laughs> technique within that week? Probably not. Probably not. No. No, you, it, uh, one of the notes we talked about, uh, making sure that, man, you start off, uh, whatever that technique is, learn, learn the name of the technique yeah. and being able to look it up. Like, uh, if you don't, if you don't have as much time on the mat, then we've got to spend time watching it. Like, man, that's, that's going to be a big, yeah, big you, you need it. to, you need to have a chance to commit it to memory. And since you're not necessarily going to be able to physically commit the, the techniques like you're not going to get those repetitions necessarily you have to do the next best thing and that's to take notes figure out the names and see it <laughs> like yeah. if seeing it uh 10 or 15 times is a whole lot better than seeing it that one time that your instructor did it yeah for sure and there, there's so many uh you'll see a lot of different variations and you'll really if you're spending time trying to look uh, a specific technique up, you know you're you're putting time into that taking technique and really trying to learn. It'll it'll stick in your brain. And, and I've learned many many techniques by watching and kind of working through it online. And maybe I was injured. Um, that's most of the time I train as much as I can. But uh, when I'm injured, I, I really use that video time to kind of help keep techniques in my head and, and going. Yeah. Uh, some something else that I would like to add is that. In order to master something, you don't actually have to do it. It's it's about time spent thinking about and trying to learn a skill. And is it better if you're physically learning it at the same time as committing it to your memory? Yes. But it's a lot easier to get some of that mental time, that thought time, that watching and learning time, especially in the first six months. It's, so that's more crucial than the time spent on the mat because you need to, your brain has to start understanding why I'm doing things. And the only way you're going to is by experiencing as much as you can. You said mastery. Um, you know, it's a lot, it has a lot to do with the time spent, you know, not just physically doing something, but mentally, um, you know, so really kind of up in that mental side and, and every time you're able to step on the mat from the time you get in there till the time you leave, review those techniques that you've been watching. Don't, you know, try to win the win that round or, you know, talk more like actually if you're if you want to learn it, then put put your time into it and uh kind of spend time before practice, after practice, all the above on those techniques. Uh I actually have a, a set of techniques. Um, usually it's the, the basic technique in every position. Um, once I learned a new technique from a position, I would write it down and I made sure I hit that for the next month. And that was kind of like my routine. I would go in and warm up before class um, and I would just do 
those techniques, uh, you know, it, it started out as five techniques and then it was seven and then it was 10, you know, and then I'm doing 10 techniques, two to three reps a piece, but just enough to kind of implant it in my brain along with all the videos and stuff that I've watched. Yeah. Yeah. You, you said as a part of your warm up. Um, so there are a lot of techniques that you can just have as a part of a, a mental warm up too. Like you, if, if you're, uh, if you're only a few months in, right, you, I've done a you, lot of moves yeah. on air. I've yeah. laid, I, and I teach, uh, this week, maybe this weekend, I was teaching to a, a new set of people, people that hadn't grappled a lot. And I made an adjustment and I went back on Monday and I taught this movement to my kids. So like I'm sitting there in between lessons and I'm like, man, how can I explain this a little better? So that the, the person who's never grappled can get it. I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. I can do it on air. Mm-hmm. So look, so even that, like getting those mental reps on air before practice, like, okay, put my leg here, put my arm here, chin tucked, head down, like all those little things, right. uh, or mental reps that, that that's big. I, I love that. That that's something that I do and I implement with my kids right away. Yeah, it's like uh, if you're able to visualize the move in like reasonable detail, then you're gonna be able to find it when it's actually time to try the technique. You can hold. I've I've held. I've set a camera. I've set my phone up before, right beside me, and made sure that I was moving my body in that motion, like uh, you know, all the way to that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so there are things you can do to kind of start, kickstart yourself and get things moving in the right direction before you start actually hitting these in live rounds. Um, learn, learning the name of the technique, videoing yourself doing it, watching videos of other people doing it. And I think that the one of the other things that you can do to make it easier to remember the techniques is to understand kind of the bones of what makes the technique work. And I think that there's like two parts. Um, How do you control the situation enough to actually work the technique? So the, the control component of doing the technique. And then there's the actual mechanics of how to finish the technique, right? Yeah, how to pull, how to, uh, it's yeah. it's really, uh, right now I'm kind of nerding out in, in jiu-jitsu um, about keeping tension on the line. So it's learning stuff like that, you know, uh, when to apply the, the pressure and the technique. Um, that does come, I think that comes after, you know, that that's, that's secondary, right? First is all the mental reps. And then once you've kind of know where to put it, it's the way to really learn those techniques is uh, try to fill each of those if there's a checkpoint at the, the bones, you know, you have to feel the movement. You have to feel, why do I need to put my foot here? Oh, that's to keep their hip away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and really trying to understand it to that level. If we're trying to learn it, um, you know, because you, there's so much. Uh, jiu-jitsu is such, it, it, we, it's so hard to teach sometimes uh, because you got to have both feels. Uh, yeah, and and creating the the control and you know there's the position before submission and all of that stuff that gets repeated and and i think that at a certain point people start to ignore that and uh like that's finding the right positions and setting up the submission attempts if that's all you if that's all you focus on you're gonna get 
you're going to end up getting reps on these techniques far sooner. Yeah, for sure. I'm diving right in. Uh, anybody that starts uh, fresh with me, obviously I coach kids mostly. Now I get to help with adults all the time. Uh, but, you know, most kids for the most part are people that they've never done it before. They're trying something for the first time. So I think it definitely relates to that, you know, 27, 30-year-old who's picking up a new hobby. And he's like, man, I've never grappled before. Um, so I, I kind of – I try to really break it down uh, to those those movements for the kids, um, and that gives them the ability to, hey, this is what we have to do when we when we practice today. We have to hit what we're working on today. I I pick around and give them a talk about the move of the day. <clears throat> we have to hit the move of the day. That's how we learn it. Um, getting yeah. those physical reps during that practice. Yeah. So so you said have to hit the move of the day. Right? <clears throat> so when you, when you. When you make it so that you have to hit the move of the day, you're intentionally thinking about the technique. And the more time you spend in, spend intentionally thinking about the technique, the easier it is to find it and the easier it is to execute it when you do find it. Believe it. So there's a lot of uh, intention. Like with, with such a wide variety of things that you could do in jiu-jitsu, you have to narrow it down to hit some intentionality in order to learn techniques because yeah. there's like you could you could have dozens of techniques in your head and not be good at any of them because you're not creating like a pathway towards your intention right yep no and that and that's probably the the easiest route a lot of times uh, you you find something that that you're good at uh and i guess this would be on a vid another video about white belt pitfalls but you got to find something that you're comfortable with or <clears throat> maybe not even comfortable, but that you've done before that you've yeah. seen before. Yeah. So when it comes time to get some reps, whether it's drilling, you even go away from the drill you're doing because, Oh wait, that's the one that I know. Yeah. And then, then you start taking the ability to learn the new techniques away, the ability to map those onto your game. <clears throat> so I think uh, that's probably what I see the most is people yeah. who kind of just veer away from, but but this one's hard. <clears throat> this weekend at, at the seminar, um, I got onto a, a guy who'd been training with us forever. He kind of just took something for granted and was like, "No, hey, you got to do that." Like, yeah, but I can just get out this way. That's not what we're doing. That's not <laughs> what we're doing. You're not learning what we're doing. Like, I understand you can just get out that way. And yeah, that it, that one route can become really really difficult if you're against the wrong person. Well, That's to, why you need multiple <clears throat> ways out. Don't, he genuinely was that. asking the question, you know. And I tell you, I tell you this all the time. I take this question as genuine because he wants to be good, and I was just like, yeah, that okay. So I'm trying to teach you the technical, fundamental way to get out. That is a charismatic way to get out, and charismatic only works if you're more charismatic than me. Are you more athletic and strong than me? He looked at me. I'm like, he's like, no. I'm like, exactly. So like something athletic and strong is only going to work against somebody who's less athletic and less strong. That even yeah. <laughs> <laughs> less athletic, less strong than me. Fancy stuff works on people who are less than you in some way. Yeah. Like so other, otherwise, you have to fall back on your training. Most of the time, your coach is teaching you fundamental stuff. I promise. Yeah, like yeah, most of the time. Most of, no, there are some cool stuff, but. Most well, of the time, that's just to keep keep people interested. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But <laughs> most, not... hell, even the, the, just the meat and bones of your training will be that way. So really, really look at what you're being taught, because those fundamental 
movements and and you know if he's telling you to make a frame and put your frame there like just because it works better to hold the head here for you you know if you're really trying to learn some techniques and and, and remember the techniques you're being taught because you're gonna be taught a ton of techniques right and and that's a that kind of varies between schools right because it, it varies a lot between schools i've been to some I, I've i've had the luxury to train like a week at a time at places and some schools i've went in and, I, and man i have a notebook of 50 techniques it was almost like i got taught a seminar every day yeah and then some schools i go in and i'm not sure if we learned a technique but we our warm-up was hard drills and then we rolled for 45 minutes and then some places i went in and like man the mma lab they are awesome uh spend a week uh we did we deep dove into a knee bar position and they defend the knee bar going to a calf, a knee compression slash calf slicer. But that was all we'd done. And I don't know if I rolled, but maybe two rounds a day, it was maybe 40 minutes of deep diving in leg yeah. lock. So I've kind of seen, you know, every, every gym's a little different. So but there's a chance that you could be getting taught a lot of moves. And I, and I really like that. It's like getting thrown. So you can write down every word. Most people wait till you get home, and if you really are trying to learn, write down your notes right after practice. That'll that'll make a big deal, uh, where you don't forget. Especially if you're getting overloaded um, with, yeah. with techniques. Yeah, I think that um, for the people who found this podcast because they're searching for the answer to how do I remember all these techniques, they're probably at those kinds of schools that every day is a different technique, and yeah. you, you just. Like even really experienced people cannot handle learning a dozen techniques mm. like in a week. It's just it's not too yeah. reasonable to expect, especially out of um, people who aren't training twice a day. Yeah. Right. So sure. so so we're I'm kind of thinking about these people, the people who are in those situations. Um, you can't keep up with that um not it's not a reasonable expectation of yourself to try and keep up with a technique a day um it's not as a hobbyist and that's okay because you're still going to get exposure to all of these techniques that you will eventually learn but what i what i did because i came from a school that was kind of like that uh, before i started before i moved to north carolina and it was like a different technique, sometimes in every class throughout the day. So if I went to multiple classes, we, I was going over two different techniques. And it just depends. It was because of different instructors, whatever. There wasn't a unifying curriculum. And I think that that's what most people experience. So what I did in order to kind of start adding things to my usable tool belt was not i wasn't just looking at one technique i was kind of trying to group my techniques that i was looking for based on you know whatever whatever grouping kind of made sense like maybe it's uh one from mount one from side control and one from guard or i'm or i'm i'm thinking about one sweep i'm thinking about one submission from top one submission from bottom well, yeah. that's probably an easy outline right there. Just yeah. some having a having a having something a sweep, having a guard pass. You know, focusing yeah. on a guard pass, focusing on a, a, a type some, of guard retention yeah. or guard. 
yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, uh, an attack from side or yeah. top. And then usually you get an escape too. And usually, yeah. and, and then maybe. In, <laughs> I almost feel like that one takes care of itself. But <laughs> for sure. <laughs> especially at the beginning. But, you know, definitely have at least one escape you're working towards. Yeah. And, that, and that's, again, it goes to notes. You know, in your notes, you write that down yeah. like, hey, here are the four positions I want to find something you know, I want to focus on this week. Okay, what what techniques have we learned? Okay, cool. We've learned this technique, this technique, yeah. and kind of fill your outline in. Um, I, I'm I'm still a big believer, even if because uh, man, I've went again went through a bunch of different types of instructors. Um, I still think try to write like as soon as the practice is over, try to write down everything that you can remember about every technique. It's a good. It takes you 15 minutes. You know, when you go sit in your car, put your music on. When you pull in your driveway at home, put your music on, drink your water, and just, you know, okay, Kimura, boom. Here's my notes. Kimura sweep, boom. They also taught us Kimura to triangle. They taught us Kimura to armbar. They taught us Kimura to back take. And yeah. just just to get it all down and out of your brain. And even if it's something where, you know, two or three weeks, but man, what have I learned over the past three or four weeks? You go through it and you'd be like, oh, man, I was in this position. Oh, I kind of remember this. And then you start looking it up. But I definitely still think that, you know, keeping that running record of everything you're taught is, is big. Kind of just a ledger, you know. Yeah, yeah. having the ledger um, to, to look back on and reflect and kind of cherry pick. Because you will have done it at least once. Um, so being able to pick things out of that list of things that you know but kind of forgot about which is the issue we're talking about here will really help to give you the ability to remember and execute some of these things and uh, something else i want to add is that it doesn't have to be so binary as one sweep one guard attack one you can you can think about it in terms of like a whole chain of things like you were talking about the the three or four kimura things that's pretty common uh, it's a pretty common you know technique chain it work on a technique chain for a month i don't know if i don't know if a week is enough well i think that's where we, you talk about the bones that's where Hopefully you're starting to get an understanding of jujitsu. If not, you can reach out to us and we'll help guide you in that direction. <laughs> yeah, comment below. But uh, <laughs> please. Uh, but for real though, uh, you know, in that I went through that. It was funny the way I listed that. Um, is I thought about break posture, mm-hmm. pull the head, they pull back, and I sit up. And I was like, okay, what am I? What do I want to say? Kimura, Kimura. And I went through. So like, understanding the bones of that is break posture, pulling the head following up for the bump yeah and if they stop the bump that's my kimura if they stop but like understanding the bones of it the bones isn't the kimura the kimura the triangle it isn't that it's the breaking the posture pulling the head down and then finding the kimura on the way up yep um i know that's that might be a lot for somebody you know uh the hobbyist starting but that's that's the kind of understanding you're wanting to have of jujitsu um but you know you don't want to have a hobby where you don't get it you know where you where you're confused like and not that winning's it but you you're gonna want to um <clears throat> hit the techniques you're working for um you know n- nothing feels better when you're playing chess than when you move a piece and they go into your trap you know that's that that's essentially what you're doing it, it doesn't have to be on a competition scale but you, you you're gonna be able to find people that are on a hobbyist level that'll play the game with you too yeah for sure 
Um, so you want to have that type of understanding of it. And, you know, that's where you talked about knowing the meat and bones of the technique. That would be the meat and bones of that Kimura series, Yeah, you know, and if we could. Hmm. Yeah. If you can create a, create, like you don't have to create a series. I was about to say create a series. If you can follow a series of techniques, like this is pretty well charted. You're going to, you're going to be able to find submission technique chains or jujitsu technique yep. chains. They're, they're all over the internet. So find, find one of those and you're going to be able to understand more things quicker, even from things that are not directly related. I'm just thinking. Yeah, <laughs> You're just thinking. Okay. Yeah. Like in a good way of thinking. No, uh, yeah. That, that's what that's what's going to separate what some of the stuff we are able to post and and, and and make is just that basic understanding. So it just makes me laugh. Like that yeah. that's the the motions and the the bones. You know that yeah. that the meat and bones of the techniques is what that's kind of what we teach. I love right. it. That's, that's good. So so I guess like this is a pretty like focused small podcast. So so let's just sum it up real quick. We've got we've got. Make sure that you know as many names as possible and as many notes as you can to kind of document what you've learned so that you can pick through your ledger of techniques that you've been exposed to so that you can kind of like, you know, have a list that you can you can pull from and work towards being yeah. a, ma a master at. I've been or, bored before. Didn't have nothing to look on YouTube. That's that's your list right there. Pull it. And what yeah, do I look exactly. at? Boom. Yeah. Uh, if you're not able to get to working these techniques, thinking about them, watching them, those are totally good, valuable activities that will help you remember. Right. And trying to focus on a limited number of techniques or skills or at least working on the beginning parts of a, of a lot of these things that are the foundational control and transition aspects will help you place techniques and find places to use them. You know, that, and those are, do you have, do you have anything else to add that find routes to those techniques? Yeah. Be, be intentional about the be techniques. Intentional. Yeah. We talk about that. Be intentional. Yeah. Oh, uh, something we ha we harp on already in five episodes, man, talk, talk to your training partners, right? Mm -hmm. Don't forget that. Like say, Hey man, we've been working on this Kimura trap series. Can, can we start in that? Or, you know, uh, I would actually even go further and say, Hey, can we, during our live, can we just kind of stay within the series? Like I'll get you in the Kimura trap and then you really try to get out and then you get me in the Kimura trap and I try to get out. So yeah. Yeah, make sure you talk to your partners. Uh, they might not agree to that, but and that's okay. They they don't have to. Like, I, but you have to ask. Right? But I don't know any partner that'll turn turn you down if you say, "Hey, will you get the Kimura trap on me? I want to kind of learn it from from the, the disadvantage." Yeah, spot. and yeah. they just drilled it, and they're, you're going to give them it. They'll probably accept that. Yeah. So worst case, and then I, and if they get it, tap. You can say, "Hey, you can start back there again." And man, if we can do that, now we're learning. So that mm -hmm. that's you know really that the focused. Uh, Focus time, like clear intention on the techniques will make a, a huge deal too. Yeah, yeah. So find ways to think about it. Find ways to do it, even if that means just talking to your training partner. Yeah, that's the easiest. And, uh, you know, pick, don't pick too many things at once. Like if you're being exposed to a ton, write it down, document it, and then ignore some of them for a while and focus yeah. on a few of them. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah, simple. Pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. All right. Keep learning. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is this is the end of the uh, fifth episode of the Jujitsu Junction podcast, talking about how to remember all of your techniques. Uh, thank you for watching. Leave comments below if you have any questions or comments on how things are going for you.